Oh shit, there is a cannon. Oh no, are we recording now? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, off you go. <laughs> I, I had it on a different screen. So, anyway. Hold on, give me a second. Sorry, just, just... This, this, is the first, um, this is the first 20 seconds of the, the BDA quiz. <laughs> Right, uh, kia ora everyone. Uh, welcome to Barely a Quiz. Uh, this is our first one tonight. Um, we're just kicking things off to see how things run and see how things go and have a bit of fun along with it. So tonight I'm joined by Joe. Hello there. I'm joined by Pre, of course. Hey. And uh, this is a bit of a fun quiz. Well, fun podcast, actually. It just combines two of my favourite things and two of our favourite things. It's uh, beer and trivia. Because, as Pre has so quaintly put, it's one of the best combos that we've uh, ever invented. Um, now, as this is our first show here this evening, um, we should probably introduce ourselves a little bit. At the moment, we're three strangers that you don't know who the fuck is going on with, so let's kick things off. I'm just going to throw things over to Pre, who currently has the best lid in Wellington. Pre, can you tell us about yourself? Uh, well, thanks for that intro, Dan. And um, seeing as it's uh, you know an audio format podcast, but no one can actually see my terrible, terrible hairstyle. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like this podcast is all about um, drinking some beers and then having a quiz after. Um, I'm a bit of a newbie to the whole beer scene. Um, I probably got into it moving to Wellington. Um, I came from London, so out there it was very sort of stock standard stuff in in bars like Foster's and Carling and and that kind of stuff you know that's just what people would generally drink in in pubs Um, it's got better since I've left but coming out here to Wellington I've noticed uh, it's got a massive beer scene lots of cool breweries lots of interesting projects taking place Um, and that's when I slowly started to get an interest I think I met Joe um, quite early on when I first came and started talking about beers and then went from there really. So I've got a lot to learn. Um, I still don't really know what happens um, to make a lot of beer. I've, even though I brewed beer once, I was actually quite drunk for a lot of it um, and don't remember um, exactly what happened. The part was a lot of boiling and I nearly burnt myself. Um, <laughs> and there's acid. I didn't even know that. They're putting lots of acid in there. So, so, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm a newbie. But I'm here to learn, um, and I uh, I apologise to anyone who's listening who thinks I'm going to give any sort of great review on a beer because, frankly, I don't really know what taste things should taste like. So I'm just going to react as I put it in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Title. I'll end on that. That can be your tagline, mate. Pre, he reacts as he puts it in his mouth. Righto. Thanks for that, Pre. Uh, Joe, do you want to introduce yourself, mate? Cool. Hi, everyone. I'm Joe. Um, I am what they call a seasoned veteran of the craft beer scene, um, i.e. functioning alcoholic is probably what the doctors would call it. Um, I've been drinking beer ever since I was a a wee boy, um, and my taste buds have evolved from the days of drinking um, Spates and Max Gold, 
to when kind of Monteiths and Tuataro were considered like craft beer. And I think things really began to transform a little bit when Epic and um, Garage Project came onto the scene. Um, and I've really followed suit. I try and drink almost every single new beer that I can find. Um, I, I really enjoy tasting the variety of different um, flavors and styles and um, I guess experimental beers is really my go-to. Um, <clears throat> you glitched. <laughs> okay, I'm intentionally pausing so I can recover and um, and, and bring back into it. Yeah, um, I had more written out. What was I going to say? Oh, he's written notes about himself. Review my notes. Who doesn't write notes about Jay? Yeah, basically. Okay, continue I'm the monologue. Get back into it. <laughs> so really, cr- <laughs> thanks. <clears throat> um, no, right, I've got to wait no, now. No, we're not cutting on, this guys. out. We're going to cut this out, right? <laughs> this is, this is not going on. We, we'll do a little bloopers. Nah. <laughs> so quite often you'll find me drinking craft beers at the festivals. I love beers at the Basin. We were just there last weekend. Um, we, I'm always at Beervana, um, but quite often you'll find me after work at the different filleries around Wellington trying to trying to get a cheeky 1.5 rigger um, to take home for the weekend. Um yeah, I drink lots of beers with my wife, and if you ever look at my Instagram, you'll find that there's different craft beers from around the world, and 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 also photos of my dog. And if you haven't already followed me on Untapped, I often provide ratings of of how I find beer. You won't find me going too much detail around the hops. Um, I'm as I said, I I'm a veteran drinker, but um, I'm not necessarily a brewer of sort. But I can say good things like beer thick, flavor good, and you'll get a lot of that from me. Or oh, this one shit, as you told me one day when I Beautiful. told you about a beer that I tried. <laughs> and you went, yeah, that's just shit. <laughs> or it's just shit, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, apparently I say that a bit too much about beers, so if there are any brewers who eventually listen to this, I do apologise in advance for all the crap I'm going to say about your beer. That's all right, you'll insult them all eventually, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In context, Joe did once um, go up to a, um, a fairly like, experienced head brewer of a very successful brewery in Wellington and just told him that the beer that he'd entered into a beer festival, which we were attending, uh, was shit. <laughs> um, mid-festival, which um, which is a bold move, I think, Joe. Um, I know you're a bit of a veteran, but that, even by your standards, that's, that's quite out there. It's constructive feedback. Sure, yeah. I'm... This was uh, possibly also at the same time that I was trying to politely introduce him. <laughs> I'm not very popular on the craft beer scene, apparently, is, is what I've learned. You could have stopped that sentence after popular, man. Yeah, there's posters around every every bar. Don't let this guy in. Don't let him critique your beer. Don't give him a podcast. So this is going to be interesting. <laughs> so, Dan, um, you should probably introduce yourself as well, because um, seeing as you politely put us, uh, us in. So you've actually, you're more of a veteran than Joe, because you're mm. actually an insider. You're actually working for the whole beer industry, right? Well, that's one way to put it, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I grew up in Tipoke where all we knew existed was Waikato Draft, and that was about as good as it got. Um, had to leave Tipoke to find out that other things existed. Um, had a bit of a, a few different journeys along the way. Um, I am a former teacher who gave that away for a job with uh, significantly better perks, um, which was free beer. So yeah, as you mentioned, I'm um, I've been part of the 
part of the beer industry, part of the hospitality industry for the last couple of years. Um, I found myself in Wellington at the at the very start of COVID, and like half of Wellington City, I found myself looking for a job and reached out to a few of the breweries around where um, where I was living at the time in Wellington. And most of them got back to me with uh, the same sort of line about how, you know, they were pretty good for staff at the moment, but thanks for getting in touch. Um, one got back to me, um, which was Waitoa Brewery um, or Waitoa Beer, and they said the same thing. They said that actually, well, you know, um, we're pretty good for staff at the moment, but that can change. If you want to catch up for a coffee, we can do that. Um, so, I mean, I was I was unemployed at the time, so I agreed to it. Um, and I was like, yeah, of course. I mean, anytime, mate, I'm not up to much at the moment. Um, so yeah, caught up with, caught up with, um, a couple of the guys there from Waitoa and about halfway through that meeting, they asked me if I was available to host a quiz night that night. And again, I reiterated, yeah, shit, chill, I'm unemployed. So any job is a good job for me at the moment. And, um, and it sort of kicked off from there once I, once I went into that and started that quiz night there. Then, um, then I got to meet uh, the brewer a couple of days later, and we got on pretty well. And um, all of a sudden, I started to find an in into the industry there. And uh, so I started with with Waitoa as a bit of an assistant brewer, more of like a utility kind of role, sort of across all all sections of the business. Um, Fortunately, I got to, I got to keep the quiz night going because I found that I quite enjoyed that. You know, having a few beers and asking a few questions. I've always I've always thought that I'm someone I I have no massive amount of knowledge in one particular subject. I'm just a fountain of random bits of trivia. So finally, I was getting paid to do what I love. Um, yeah. Then so well, I was with Waitoa for about a year and a half. Absolutely loved it there. Fantastic brewery. Fantastic beer. Um, despite what certain uh, untapped critics may or may not say on this podcast. That's Joe for but, reference um, for anyone who doesn't but, know. But, you know, and then from there, I, <laughs> <laughs> from there, I was fortunate enough to have a bit of time with a wonderful brewery da- down here in, in the south called Rhyme and Reason, um, where I got to hang out with them for a few weeks. Um, fantastic team, fantastic beer, and now I'm currently holding the fort down here at a very small brewery that some of you some of you may have heard of it's called spates um so just kicking my way through that at the moment and um having a bit of fun with it um so yeah fortunately um as i was saying before i was um got to wear a few different hats with waitoa um i have to admit none none beats um the one hat that I got to that I made sure that I kept consistently, which was hosting the the weekly quiz night, um, and so that was kind of or part of the inspiration for this podcast. Really, is that um, you know ha- having a few beers together and coming along to a quiz was basically how the three of us really came together and how we bonded. And so, pre and, and Joe here were. Uh, much smarter than I was to think of a way that actually, fuck it, let's, should we keep this going? I mean, we may not be in the, in the same city together anymore, but um, yeah, nothing's stopping us now. So as um, as we've outlined tonight, um, the format basically is pretty simple. Um, it's just basically we're all bringing in a, in a beer or two each week, um, a different one, hopefully. Um, 
we may have had a bit of a peek behind the scenes uh, before this podcast kicked off. Um, I can tell you right now, there is uh, definitely a crossover with breweries, but um, but there are all some different beers. And as from week to week, we'll bring in some funky stuff, we'll bring in some different things, and just kind of see how we go. We all love it. As Joe mentioned before, we love trying something new. Um, we've all got our favourites. We all want to just basically talk about beer. Um, I love talking about it. It's one of my favourite topics. Um, and then basically I just get to pick up where I left off with Waitoa and ask a few quiz questions along the way, have a bit of fun, just be as immature and inappropriate as I can. And anyone out there who fancies a listen is welcome to play along with it. So basically the first um, first part of tonight is how we're going to kick things off is we've all got a beer that we'd like to introduce. This is called, well, the segment of this is called Bring Your Own. Um, it's a bit of a yeah, BYO situation. So I believe that all three of us, well, we should have brought a beer in. Um, pretty bad if we hadn't, Dan, to be fair. So, <laughs> Not yeah, very good I mean, for the podcast. Yeah, fucking shit, <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest. Um, it'd be, I mean, it's it's the one one job, one job. So if anyone uh, out of Pre and Joe, if you fancy, um, fancy kicking us off, by all means, mate, the floor is yours. Right, I, I I might go for this as the rookie um, because I so this I think this shows you how much I know about beer is I think I've actually brought a wine into this. Um, so <laughs> my only defense is it is in a beer bottle. Can't have a posh so accent like that and not bring wine to a beer fight. Well, well, hang on. To be fair, before we started recording, you were very much chugging a glass of red wine um, and had admitted to us that no, instead of stopping yeah, up on beer, you stopped up on, on red wine. <laughs> so, famously, you're going to be absolutely <laughs> trolleyed about halfway through this and have the mother of all hangovers tomorrow, tomorrow morning. So, Worth it, though. Um, no, so I've, I've, um, I've brought a, um, a beer from McLeod's Brewery. So McLeod's is based up in Waipu. I, think I've said, I don't know if I've said that right. Dan, you're going to have to correct me. That's very did good. Indeed, nailed it, crushed it. Great to open our solution. Thank you. Um, so they um, started brewing in 2014, so not all that long ago. Um, they actually have a brewery up there in a small village that also has a pizza barn, as they like to call it. Um, that's been there since 2003, and they sort of added beer in a bit later. So Waipu's up near Fungare, which is north of Auckland, um, up into the. Is, it, is that the northern area, basically? That whole area? Yeah, there? yeah, Whangarei is northern. Yeah, so it's um, it's not, it's really nice weather up there in the summer I've been. It's almost like a tropical island in part. It's amazing. Um, and what better place to have a nice cold beer? So um, the, the basic bit of Googling I did about uh, McLeod's is um, they obviously have some sort of Scottish connection. I'm guessing that the, the owners have some sort of heritage um, even though none of them seem to have the surname McLeod, so I'm not really sure where that came from. But everything is painted in tartan. Um, so there you go. Uh, head, head brewer is Jason Bathgate. Um, he's won awards in a couple of different breweries um, and has won awards in McLeod as well. They became, in 2019, the uh, Small International Brewery of the Year. Um, and in 2018, won uh, New Zealand Beer of the Year with their Paradise Pale Ale. So... They um they have got quite some history. So 
in their current range, I've brought in something from their Smuggler's Bay collection. So um, Smuggler's Bay, they're saying, I, I don't really get too much information on it, but apparently they're basically saying good beer aged in good barrels. Um, and a little bit I do know is that you can use different barrels to make beer taste different. Like if it's got like a wine barrel or something like that, it can taste mm. a bit whiny. Is that the right word? <laughs> whiny. No, 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 no. Um, it's here. Yeah, whiny. Um, so they've got five beers in this collection, and I picked out the wine because it's called a barley wine. Um, it's got a pretty cool sort of age label on it. Um, it's got Smuggler's Bay 19 collection, because I think that's this 2019. Limited release, so in theory quite, you quite valuable. Bitch. I know. Um, it's actually got Jason Barthgate's signature on the label, which I think is quite a nice touch. Um and it says handcrafted, although um, I thought all beers handcrafted, but then again, I don't know. Um, I can guarantee you some Something's never had a Hagen before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Not to disparage uh, my current employer. <laughs> so do they make it a robot stand or is it... <clears throat> oh, on, on the large scale with breweries, um, so like microbreweries like minor breweries they all it's still all made by hand um anything once you're getting into you know um like 5 10 15 20,000 liter brews um as a lot of people who contract brew do um basically everything is automated now so right um i know there's a uh, what is it there is a contract brewery that solely exists as a contract brewery in the Hawke's Bay called Bee Studios. That's where a lot of major craft breweries in New Zealand do um, their larger brews because most craft brew, well, microbreweries in New Zealand, they don't have the facilities to pump out the, the volume of beer for the demand. So like Garage Project is a really good example um, how they, even though they've got a, a great facility there in Tearo, in Tearo, or Aro Valley, sorry, in Wellington, um, like some of their core range, it's so popular that they do not have the capabilities to be able to pump out tens of thousands of litres of beer a week. So they contract brew to them and it is, it's the same recipe, it's the same ingredients, it's the same process, but it's just all automated and it's only like a couple of people operating it, just sitting there at a computer screen. Um, and that's, that's really common within the craft beer industry these days, like particularly once you have a really popular product. See, you're just not going to get this insight on any other podcast, are you, Joe? That's so good. That's so good to know. But I think, I think bringing it back down to, to, to our level, pre, how messed up is this beer going to get you, or if it even is a beer? Oh, yeah, actually, what's the percentage? What's the ABV? It's 10%. That's a wine. Um, and it's half a litre as well in this bottle. So it's it's actually enough Damn, to great. do a bit of damage. Yeah. Um, and More the first thing is, I read the label. <laughs> Yes, probably enough damage to give me a different hairstyle if I had enough of these. Um, but I I read the label and I as I was reading it, I realized how badly wrong I've got this in terms of how to even treat a beer like this. Um, <laughs> on, the, on the label, it says um, things like, um, hang on, before a long, complex and entire bit of finish, it goes, this is a beer to be sipped and enjoyed in the grip of winter. Um, we're currently recording this as summer starts. 
um, with friends. Well, I, I, even though I'm Matt, not you're in Wellington. Guys, you're here. Sam, I don't kick yeah. off for a while yet. You're fine. <laughs> it says drink now or age five to six years in a cellar. Your patience will be rewarded. Now, um, when it says drink now, I bought this bottle easily over two months ago, um, if not longer. And it's just been sitting in the fridge. I didn't read this part about aging it in a cellar. Although it, actually on the front, it does say cellar for five to 10 years after from bottling. So, <laughs> um, this is going to be a so really dumb go. question. And I, and I apologize in advance, but is there any element of beer to it or is it solely just wine? Well, it doesn't actually, now I've really read into detail about this thing. It doesn't actually say beer anywhere. It just says barley wine, <laughs> but it does have hops and barley, which is goes into beer, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm so, intrigued. I'm intrigued. It's made by a brewery. To, to be fair, so. um, I, I do think some breweries have kind of tried to get into the the wine scene a little bit. I think um, Garage Project did that Paz to do, which was a really yeah. really good yeah. wine um, beer, and it looks. Mm. Um, uh, Pre's pouring oh. it out for those See, not that watching. Looks that beer. looks like a beer. Yeah, I've just poured it out. Um, it's got a little bit of foam and head on it, and it's golden and. Fizzy, so it doesn't look like wine to Golden me. and fizzy. This, mate, this, this, we're getting really into the detail of these beers. Go on. Go on, son. <laughs> I told you I was a novice. Here we go. Oh, oh, hello. I can definitely taste grapefruit and citrus. And I did not just because I read that on the label earlier. <laughs> um, and it's quite... <laughs> It's, it is actually, I've not had a, like a drink all day and I've kind of like sort of starved myself for this evening to sort of like have that first sip of beer. And that was a very good, strong first sip of beer. You know that when it hits you and you're like, oh yeah, you know. Um, okay. okay. That was really good. So a bit quite bitter now that I've swallowed the beer and my tongue is just going like, oh, that's a very bitter finish. Um, but I could drink a lot of that and I think I could drink that quite quickly, which is quite dangerous bearing in mind Ooh. it is. 10 percent um despite the disclaimer saying please share with friends uh, well i am sharing with you guys uh you know i've described it to you and i have um i mean i've described this bottle of beer to you more than i've described any bottle of beer to anyone so i have shared it true. more than most this is true um joe what have you got so for me um i've actually picked one of my favorite beers so Pray you you brought to the table a beer that you've never had before. Me, I'm actually picking one of my go-tos, which is one of my favourites. So, I've got the Duncan's Whippy IPA. Um, so this is made by Duncan's Brewery, who are located in the Kapiti Coast. They're a growing family-owned brewery, which is one of the things I really like about it. Um, is that Although they've been around for a good few years now and they probably could grow in scale, they've kind of kept things a bit small, which I really like. The brewery um, itself, it has um, one 1,200-litre brew house and four 2,000-litre fermenters. So um, when you go talk to Dan's point, when you think of the scale of how they get these beers out, I I wouldn't say that they... Oh, maybe, Dan, you might know the answer. I'm not sure if they use one of those um, breweries that you talked about, um, the the automated breweries en masse. Um, it's possible. Um, I haven't heard of them. Um, I, I haven't heard the Duncan, that they're one of their clients. I know I know of a few uh, breweries in Wellington that mm-hmm. do, but um, 
Duncan's definitely hasn't come up. Um, as far as I know, they're still just producing it on their own. Yeah, because I mean, which is which is pretty cool considering considering the volume that they're putting out and the popularity they now have. Yeah, they've they've got a, a few real staple beers. Um, this Whippy IPA being one of them. Um, mm. The Yum Yum Yuzu and Raspberry Ripple, probably three of them yeah. more well known. Mm. Um, sorry, Raspberry Ripple Ice Cream Sour, probably their more well known beers. And I am aware that they've started to, to to broach internationally, and you can find some of their beers even as far out as the UK. Some of their beers are in singapore really yeah so um they are starting to kind of get mm. out there a little bit more but it's it'll be really cool to know that they are still the same group of family the same i think like eight people work there in total um and and yep. brewing those yeah. beers um they're, they're on the sheffield street in paraparumu um right opposite the tuatara brewery they they they're just an off-license premises. Listen to them. He's even got the street. So, um, you know, I've got to advertise. got to get people there, right? Um, they're one of the places that I was talking. Yeah, no, they're, they're a fantastic spot. Yeah, a really cool spot. So quite close to, to the beach. Um, um, as I was hmm. saying, like one of the, you know, as, as I said at the beginning, I like to go and get riggers from around different breweries in, in Wellington. And Duncan's is probably one of my favorite spots to go. Um, so off license, but once per month they do get a special license. They do pop up bars, so highly recommend that you give them a follow. And if you do see them, then um, please head along to it. As well as the just the bar itself, they have lots of food trucks, and the food trucks are really popular. And you can get some really good food as well. And you can finish off at Tuatara if you want some good beer, but slightly inferior beer to go alongside it. There you are. I couldn't go one one podcast without insulting a brewery. <laughs> um, so this beer that I've got, Whippy IPA. So this beer was first released in 2019. Um, well, at least that's the first that... Oh, he's got the start. Yeah, that, well, at least that's the first that I came across. It was December 2019. So Joe came to play, right? <laughs> I did my research, right? Um, and it's yeah, remained a staple of their range, which I'm really grateful for. You can't see it, but I'm pouring it into a nice glass, and it's got some real good haze to it. It's a East Coast IPA. Very cloudy. It's very, very cloudy. Um, it's got nice head to it. It's 6.3%, so... For a beer that you could probably drink a good few of them a night, it's probably not sensible to have a few of them a night. Although there's been many times where I've had a few of those in a night. Um, so it's an East Coast IPA. I'm not sure if it's officially a hazy, but I definitely would describe it as hazy if I was introducing it to um, to a mm. beer drinker or, or even a novice like pre. Um it's often referred to as the mango lassie of east coast ipas um they use actually, i better have a sip so i pretend i haven't done research and this is my tasting notes ah, i've got to say while joe takes that sip that when joe introduced me to this beer just before last summer it ended up like living in my fridge for basically the entire summer and it was. It's such a good beer to drink on a hot day, right? Oh, absolutely. Like just when it's scorching hot out, mm. barbecue. That is, yeah. what, like that, and a refreshing lager almost sort of go hand in hand. But I, you're right. I could drink about ten of those in an afternoon if if you if you let me. Oh, loose, mate, you know? and your head will really suffer for it. <laughs> you're exactly right, though. Like Duncan's is a brewery that they they really cornered the market because they make some really funky stuff and they've um 
because like like you just touched on before there, Joe, their ice cream sours is what they've become famous mm-hmm. for, and it, it kind that they've kind of started. Well, they they realised that there was a way to make beer for people that weren't really beer drinkers, and those ice cream sours because I know my partner she loves them. Um, she, she does love beer, but also like she like well. Will absolutely fiend them, and but it's where the I've beer, really right? started to enjoy, yeah, and but 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 where I really enjoy Duncan's is when they actually because they, at the end of the day, they brew fucking good beer, mm-hmm. and so they like what I really enjoy about them is when they release just like actual like classic beer styles and. This one here, the Whippy IPA, is a great example of that because it is it is a, a phenomenal beer. It's fantastic. It's incredibly tasty. It's incredibly drinkable. Um, I wouldn't say sessionable. It's six point what was it six point three? Yeah. But um, that Speak may yourself. not necessarily stop me on it. But um, but yeah, no, like and it is like the Yuzu Lager that you touched on earlier. That I think pre you introduced me to that one again. We were sitting on a beach on a, on a summer's day. It was just phenomenal. Like, I'm not usually a lager person, but that one there, I was like, that's the one that I go to every time if I'm looking for a lager. So, like, Duncan's, whilst they may have cornered a market, they still make, at the end of the day, incredibly good classic beer. Yeah. I think, like, the ice cream sours, what they what they do, right, is they, they make it with... Oh, God, I'm going to be corrected by somebody online, surely, but I think it's that they use lactose and vanilla um, for those beers. And this one is also made yeah. with um, vanilla and lactose, and and they for the for the whippy IPA um, with the mango lassi reference, it's made with mango as well. And I actually have drunk so many of these beers, and I've not picked up that mango note up until I've read that it had mango doing research for this, and now. I taste it really prominently really? and it's so good. I've always just kind of associated this or described it to people as a, um, a vanilla, um, a vanilla, a hazy IPA. That's my very uneducated, um, brain talking there, but now mm. the mango really comes through and it's just so good. It's funny you say that. Cause I, I would describe it as a mango ice cream when I first tasted it, like mango hit me straight away for that one. Um, and, I think I tasted a couple of their ice cream sours, so I was quite used to that sort of lactose creamy taste. Um, but it blends so well. I have heard yeah. some people though, and I don't want to be controversial, but lots of like not lots, but some people have said to me, "Duncan's is not really making beer," and I don't know what that means. Um, so I'm not professing to like, know exactly what they mean by that. But yeah, but do they mean that yeah. they just? it's using too many flavorings or it's just too far away from what's traditional or is it just because like it's it's experimental and no I, I can i can kind of chip on this chip in on this as well because like duncan's for me like like while i was talking about earlier about how they make really good classic styles of beer at the same time i've tried many from them i mean for, at beervana um just the door yeah, this year, they literally had a Mr. Whippy machine where they had a beer ice cream. It was phenomenal, but they also, because they've cornered that market, as I mentioned earlier, it does get to a point where you're thinking, like, at what point 
does this stop being beer? So I can understand why people might think that. And so that's why whenever I hear that, I'm always like, oh, look, you've got to try like these ones, like the Yuzu Lago. I've got a Juniper IPA of theirs in the fridge right now the at the Cocoa moment. Husk and Stout. I've had that one before and it's phenomenal. Yeah, like th- those kind of things. But like they they realized that they could make beer for not beer drinkers. And it's been phenomenally successful for them. So, but yeah, like, but I know that those, because I mean, I had a conversation not that long ago with a, with a customer who came in who he just couldn't handle the fact that it wasn't, you know, beer in his mind. And, and I was like, well, you know, that's, that's how the beer landscape has evolved. You know, we've, it, it's changed. It's constantly growing and developing and not everyone is going to be, not every beer is going to be for you. But it ended. I mean, like, yeah, like I can, I can try their their ice cream sours, that kind of thing. I'll, I'll have a half of a can, and I'll be like, yeah, that's great for me. Like, I, I personally can't do more than that because it's, I, I love more classical styles of beer. But beer, and at the end of the day, like, as you say, like this, this whippy IPA, phenomenal beer. Absolutely. Um... Yeah, real interesting, eh? Because mm-hmm. I've not not heard that um, before. People talk about it, but I, I can see their perspective. Um, but while mm-hmm. I guess your your Yuzu Lager, your um, Whippy IPA, and your Ice Cream Sours take all the plaudits, don't sleep on their other more traditional beers because one hundred percent they've got some really good stuff out there. And um, yeah. yeah, and yeah, they probably like the Juniper IPA is a really good example of a IPA that does taste like a traditional ipa um the juniper berry comes yeah. through but it's not a really prominent flavor and i think your traditional ipa drinkers which is your kind of um, again now i'm going to insult the audience your, your stereotypical craft beer um beer right is that ipa oh, it's not in the audience you're insulting me here ipa is my favorite oh, yeah yeah it goes without saying um <laughs> see you again Jeff. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it, it's definitely one for for the for the messes. It'll be good. Yeah. But anyway, um, don't don't sleep on Duncans. They they're in Paraparam um, or Paraparaumu. Sorry, apologies. Um, they uh, have really good. Um, they have really good experimental beers. But they also have a fridge with a lot of their traditional beers. They they fill up their traditional beers. Um, you you can also order their beers online at duncansbrewing.co.nz and they did not pay me to advertise that I just want you to share in the love for Duncan's Brewing that I have cool that was it that was it for me Um, I'm going to continue drinking my beer and I hand over to Dan to talk about what beer he's brought to the table alright thank you very much Joe now as um to be fair, to be completely honest, as I watched you pour the beer into the glass, I was like, that was the one thing I was meant to do that was on at the top of my mind, um, sorry, front of my mind um, about what I needed to do to prep tonight, and I completely forgot that bit because that's how my memory works. So now my beer tonight that I have brought is now... It's only already poured it into the glass, Dan. I have not poured it into the glass. I'm going to be drinking it straight from the can because I forgot to bring in a glass. So right, okay. So you're going proper student style on this, then, right? Yeah, no, I'm I'm really going back to my typical roots with just complete bogan. Do you, does that offend people? Be proper beer drinkers, or 
Well, we'll find out, won't we? No, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, um, one of my former bosses who was the head brewer of Waitoa, who Joe insulted, um, he he much preferred to drink straight from the can rather than from the glass. So maybe I'm just being true to the craft. We'll never know. But, you know, so I've... um, I've brought in a different beer to Pre and Joe tonight, and but not entirely different now because obviously um, before each of these we we keep our beers that we're that we're going to be tasting tonight as a bit of a surprise because it's good to see that that um, that we're all bringing something different to the table. However, the downside of that is that some sometimes there may be a crossover in breweries. So I have also dabbled in a bit of some McLeod's action because they are they are one of my absolute favorite breweries in New Zealand I've I couldn't go past them for this one um I I had to bring them in and I I had this sitting in my fridge and I was like right this is going to be the perfect one for now so tonight I'm bringing in the McLeod's Far North Chili Pills now this is brewed with Kai Tire Fire so basically this is one of the beers that got McLeod's on the map. Like it is, it is a basically a chili pilsner. So yeah, brewed with the Kai Tai Kai Fire sauce, and it's it's been a fan favorite for a while now. It's it's constantly in demand, and it's just one of those beers that no matter where I am, what I'm doing. Even if it's just popping into the super to get some milk, like it's the kind of beer that if I see this on the shelf, it's going straight in my shopping bag, like regardless of what the rest of my plans are for the day. Um, I actually got first got to try this one at Brew Day in Wellington in 2020, where um, fortunately, uh, when I was working for Waitor at the time, um, we just happened to be stationed right next to McLeod's. So I got to have a few yarns with them and we traded some pints back and forth and I realized that these guys are just absolute fucking legends of the New Zealand brewing industry. Um, not only that, they're, they're some of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Um, they're like Pre touched on before, they're based in Waipu. I could I could see that he had um, got some information from their website um, just during his description there. Um, like he mentioned, they're just out of Whangarei and they've just and they've been officially making McLeods since 2014. Um, yeah, and like the way I describe McLeods to anyone who's never heard of them, the best way I can describe them is that they're a brewer's brewery, if that makes sense. Like they make, they make beer for people who really love beer. Like they're always one of my top picks whenever I get, whenever I get the chance to chat beer, give recommendations and the chili pills as I've got here. Oh, look at that. Oh, yeah. That was a satisfying crack live opening on the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not too much of it went on the laptop, so it's all right. But, mm, like, honestly, like, I love love this beer. It's it's a phenomenal brew for a a hot summer's day, which makes sense, given that they hail from the winterless north. But um, if you're anything like me, I'm currently living in Dunedin. I don't fucking wait for the sun to shine to enjoy this one. Um, now, I I was actually very fortunate to find this on tap at a bar here in Dunedin um, not too long ago. But, 
you, I, I picked this one up from the New World Centre City um, here in Dunedin. They've, um, they've got, to be fair, they've actually got one of the best craft beer ranges in the city. Um, they've got a decent McLeod's range, and basically you can find this at any decent New World around the country. Plus, um, there's quite a few bottle stores these days that they've realised the benefits of craft beer, and so they've really pumped up their range. And so you find these guys in most major beer spots around New Zealand. Um, this beer in particular, I'm just going to have a proper sip now. Oh, fuck me, that's good. As a, as a, like, I, as the novice, I, mm. I'm not sure about Chilean beer. Like it, partly I don't know if it's because I've had bad experience with like chili flavored liquors before don't you but... worry mate i've got notes for this shit don't you worry <laughs> I, I, like honestly like as i was saying it's a new zealand style pilsner it's and in, in the pilsner range it's at 5.2 percent so it's a true pilsner in style like it's incredibly refreshing and crisp it's got a good hoppy punch which you want from a pilsner but like the fun and games start with the finish, which if, if that makes sense, like, um, because it, like I said before, it's brewed with the Kaitaia fire sauce and it's, it's a spicy hit, but it's, it's nothing crazy. It's nothing like you feel like you're on an episode of hot ones or anything like that. It's, it sounds weird calling a beer Moorish, but honestly, like this is exactly what it is. Like there's a damn good reason that this is still one of my all time favorites. Like every time I see it, I'll buy it. Like I'd, I'd be starting, honestly, honest to God, I'd be starting a one-man army if they ever decide to call quits on brewing this one. Like it's, it's got a great flavor to it. It's, it's enough to keep you interested with the chili, but at the same time, incredibly refreshing. Like it's not, it's there's nothing about it that's overpowering. Again, Aaron. I actually bought this one um, a week or two ago and before my partner Olivia headed overseas, I had told her that I'd bought it specifically to share it with her because she loves it just as much as I do. And I sent her a photo of this of this podcast tonight. I sent, I sent her a photo of me. You can't see it at the moment, but with my disgusting moustache with this beer in hand. And I was just like, look, this is a great way to tell you that I'm not saving it for you anymore. I'm in, totally enjoying this myself, and I feel absolutely <laughs> zero guilt. Um, yeah, I've met I've met one of the um, one of the brewers there a few times, and he is just just a phenomenal dude. Um, they every um, even though this isn't the beer I I've brought tonight. Um, when I was at Beervana, I remember they had a beer there that it was a mosaic hop oil ipa and it is that, that was hands down one of the best beers i've ever had in my life like they they are genuinely a brewery that i can bank on that no matter what beer i'm buying from them it's it's going to be a 10 out of 10 every time they're incredible um really there's not many indeed. beers i've had in my life that really that really top the consistency of of what they produce um and as I touched on before, like they're a they're a brewer's brewery. Like they 
they don't get nearly enough credit in the mainstream market for how good their product is. But as soon as you talk to anyone involved in the brewing industry, they all know about them. They all love them and they all want, all want to buy their product. And it, it's phenomenal. And unfortunately, like Joe, I don't have the, um, the street address. I wish I did. Um, but unfortunately, I did similar research to pre. We'll hunt them down. I, I actually and, think uh, I do. Carry on, Dan. I'll find the street address. Um, while Pre's bringing that up, um, <laughs> I just want to kind of add to that. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of McLeod's mm. as well. Um, I think particularly their 802 series, mm. every time they release one, is, yeah. is a must-buy for well, me. Um, hands down. They're yeah. always consistently good, either IPAs or sometimes they do hazies. Yeah, um, yeah but, but consistently just top, top-tier beers. Yeah, if you, if you want to find them, they're on 2 Cove Road in Waipu. Um, and it, I think it's pretty much in the set, it's like the centre of the village, right? They've, they've got pretty sort of. I think they are basically the village. This uh, this little brewery. They must have. Like, they must be like the main part of the town. I love that they that they decided to sit up there. They're like, hey, there's this tiny town on the way to Fangarei, but fuck it, we're going to set up this this brewery here. We're going to make it massive. We're going to produce incredible beer. Well, according to their story, they say that they, they basically bought this pizza barn restaurant in 2003, mm. uh, which was already like a fairly known entity there. And then these guys realized that they basically had everything, you know, in terms of the food and the people and the service and everything, but they were just missing really good beer. And they thought, mm. why, why better, what, what better way to serve beer than just do it yourself and do it locally? Um, and they just started, as you said, in 2014 and look at them not even 10 years later, they're an award-winning brewery yeah. um, with, you know, nationwide appeal already um, and super fans yeah. like you. <laughs> well, no, like, like genuinely, they, they've become a yardstick for me. Like if I walk into a bar, you know, for a, for a couple of beers or whatever, and if I see that they have McLeods on tap, I'll know that, oh, fuck, whoever owns this, whoever manages this has a real eye for taste. Like they, they, they know quality. And yeah, like I am an unashamed super fan, as you mentioned. Like I, I will never be embarrassed about about my love for McLeods. I've professed my love um, to them many times in person, and uh, and and they've reciprocated it. So it's, they've. All I can say is to McLeods, cheers. Quick question for you, Dan. Based off your previous comment. Um, do you serve McLeods at your bar? Sadly, Lion doesn't allow it, but um, this is this is this is, <laughs> this is painful because you're forcing me to contradict myself within the very first episode. <laughs> as I've said many times, fuck you, Joe. Um, but no, Fair but enough. no, it's um, I I would love to um, deserve, but. Uh, when I finish work at the end of the day, um, I walk down. There's a great little spot in Dunedin called Elbar, A L B A R Elbar. They, they're a, they're traditionally a Scottish whiskey bar, but they have phenomenal beers, craft beers on tap. They often have McLeods. They always have a sawmill tap. Um, if anyone is in Dunedin, I would definitely recommend checking them out. Great little spot. Um, if you like a little a, a dark little dive bar like I do great place to check out and hide away for a few beers or a few whiskeys if you, if you can. 
Nice. Um, well, I think we've given McLeod's and Duncan like a hell of a lot of promo, promo there, or Duncan's, I should say, a hell of a lot of promo there. <laughs> to be fair, we swung for the fences on I this think first so. round. We swung I for the so. fences. We picked some one. Yeah, um, and also like we probably should have prepped a little bit better than not just choosing the same brewery. But we'll, I think the next episode we might just pre-plan that a little bit better. But I was intent on keeping mine a surprise. Yeah. Which is... We don't necessarily have to reveal what. We don't necessarily have to reveal what beers we're doing, but maybe the brewery. I agree, but I just want to put put a note out there. We yeah. are putting a note out there, though. We are looking for sponsorships for this um, uh, for this podcast. So if you are <laughs> listening from McLeod or Duncan's, we are available. We are ready. Ever, ever the Always commercialist. The I mean, I'm happy to do this for free, Joe, just to drink beer and have a chat with you. But if you need to make money to enjoy yourself with us, then so be it. I mean, I wouldn't mind being paid to hang out with Joe. That'd be all right. Makes it more tolerable being paid for it, to be fair. I understand. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Thanks for bringing me along, guys. <laughs> Let's wrap this up um, and yeah. get into the into the next part. So the next the, the next part of this podcast, I've just before we get into the mm. trivia and the quiz, um, I would like to cover a little bit about what's going on in the world of beer and brewing. As the mm -hmm. as the resident novice, as the one who's here to learn, um, I find this part quite interesting because. Um, Anything from, as you say, microbreweries to the big beer industry, there's always stuff going on. And I think it's quite important to just have a quick look in because it's probably an industry that doesn't actually get a lot of attention in the news. Um, and sometimes for good, sometimes for bad. Um, but this is a chance for us to actually talk about something that's happened mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. the recent uh, week or so in, 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 as we're recording um, in the world of beer. So um, I would like to bring up the, the, the big story about beer that broke only four or five days ago from when we're recording now. Uh, we're in the middle of the 2022 Qatar World Cup and there has been some massive beef, big beef, between FIFA uh, and therefore Qatar as well because they're, they're hosting the World Cup and the mega corporation that is Budweiser. Have you heard about this, guys? Yeah, um, yeah. So, from from my understanding, it was Qatar were going to um, serve, well, FIFA were going to serve Budweiser beer during the World mm. Cup, and pulled out last minute. Is that right, Pri? Kind of. So, Budweiser are a long time sponsor of all the World Cups that have taken place for quite a while. I believe. I mean, um, I, I've I've recently learned that a lot of the sponsorships in four World Cups are quite long-term, and, and Budweiser is definitely one of them. Um, and on, as part of that sponsorship agreement, they agree to effectively have full rights over selling the beer at the tournament. And in most tournaments, um, you know, previous tournaments being in uh, Russia and South Africa and Germany and so on, actually not Germany. Was that, what was the last World Cup before that? 2006 was Germany, I think. Uh, 2002, um, Jack Maria. Yeah, South, South Africa 2010, 2014 was, I think it might be in Spain or they just won it. Brazil. Brazil, of course, yeah. So all the, all these countries that have, have held it um, generally have um, a population that does drink alcohol or beer anyway, but they're also mm. understanding of the fact that basically 
football and beer go together and hand in hand, right? Yeah. And and yeah. and obviously that's why Budweiser sponsor it. But this is the first World Cup where it came up as a bit of an issue. And what happened is the agreement was in place all the way up until effectively the day before the tournament started. And then out of not pretty much nowhere, um, the Qatari authorities effectively and the people who are the organising committee for that for that tournament basically said, we're not going to allow the sale of beer in stadiums, which is obviously quite a large revenue source for Budweiser in, in recouping some of their sponsorship money and, and being part of the tournament. Um, this led to quite um, a kerfuffle and I think actually quite an interesting response by Budweiser. They, they tweeted shortly afterwards that they would donate or not donate, I don't know if they had said the word donate, but they were basically going to give a load of the beer that they haven't sold at Qatar because of those rules to the winning country. Yeah. Now, yeah, they didn't go into much more detail about that, but it is, um, it's quite the spat, I think, because it's quite public and it, of the timing of it is awful. Um, but I'm interested to hear what you guys have to think. Joe, like, what, what do you think? Do you think you're a football fan? And you've obviously got a big interest in the World Cup at the moment. Do you think that countries that host the World Cup having restrictive alcohol laws like they do in Qatar should have the right to say, no, actually, we don't want that here? Or do you think that because they're hosting a World Cup that they should bend or flex to what the, effectively the global community says is the way that those things should be held? Um it's a great question and and really complex politically right so here's me gonna um, put myself completely on the fence here so I, I do feel as though Qatar should have the right to say no to the sale of alcohol however I also feel as though this should be a really big part of the conversation that's had as part of the bid um, with to FIFA to host the World Cup and you know, I could probably talk for, for hours around the um, alleged corruption that, that led to Qatar hosting the World Cup. But I don't think it's even that alleged anymore, Jay. There's plenty did. of evidence out there now, isn't there? Well, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was just kind of careful of, of being, you know, cut from Well, this the is the one time you're trying to be polite. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm happy to be rude. <laughs> To head brewers, but when it comes to the Qatari authorities, he's very, very polite. So to make Joe polite, all he needs is one one glass of the Whippy IPA from Duncan's. Right, I'll keep that in note for future. Or reference. billions and billions of dollars, really. Um, but but yeah, I, I feel as though, to be fair, um, I feel like it was calculated. I think Qatar knew from the get go exactly what they were going to do, and um, I believe that they were leading people to believe that they were going to sell alcohol because they knew that it would significantly impact ticket um, sales and therefore reflect poorly on Qatar. However, I think, I think they have the right to say no, they don't want to sell it. But for that very reason, um, FIFA should not be hosting the World Cup in, in, in Qatar. So that's... Um, yeah, so so that that's my view on the whole thing. Yeah, it, it is a bit of a cock-up on the FIFA side, bearing in mind they got the commercial sort of side of the agreement with, you know, that's such a big organisation um, to be able to not only just sponsor the, the tournament, but also to do, to provide all of that alcohol and, and to, to, you know, to obviously put quite a, can you imagine a logistical operation to get all of that beer into Qatar, which is, you know, it's not like Budweiser's going to be easy stocked in Qatar. <laughs> They'll have had to 
moved around the world, get ways of storing it, get ways of pouring it out, get ways of moving it around to the different stadiums, which which wouldn't necessarily have been there, I suppose. So there's, I, I feel for the guys who had to go for all of that and just the day before say no. Um, and I think you're right, Joe, is that they, I think it does feel a bit calculated. It feels like they didn't want people to not turn up. So they kind of made it seem like it was going to be a very normal tournament. And then in the last minute, sort of slammed the door shut. The bit that grates of me is there is, there is news or certainly reports that if you're, a corporate club, sort of not corporate club, a corporate ticket holder, or you're a FIFA executive. Mm. Yeah, if, if you're, you're if you're in money. sort of the club level, the top boxes kind of thing, then there ain't no ban on alcohol in there. I mean, I'm not sure if they're having Budweiser, but they're certainly ha- able to get what they like in there. But if you're just a normal guy in the stadium who's travelled all the way around the world at your own expense and staying in probably a tent in the desert you're not allowed to have one in, in the game. And I think I think that smacks a little bit, I think. Yeah, it's really, really difficult. It, it's another one of those things where it's a rule for me, but not for thee. Um, yeah, re, yeah, very disappointed with the decision. You know, football is, um, whether it should be or not, it's a different debate, but it's kind of synonymous with, with alcohol. And I know lots of people go there with their friends and want to support their countries and drink a couple of beers along the way. Um, sure, you can do it without drinking but to have that decision made for you i think is probably where the uh um, where the the outrage comes from or partially where the outrage comes from should i say yeah and, and the timing of it and the whole the whole way they operate out there at fifa at the moment is obviously up for yeah for a lot of scrutiny at the moment um i think everyone involved with any sort of anything to do with the world cup has has sort of faced quite a a lot of scrutiny from the looks of it. Um, Dan, one of your heroes, Robbie Williams, is is out there on the eighth of December performing at, I think at, the, at a golf club. Not even like I know. You're <laughs> killing him, man. To, this is the thing: is that there's lots of there's lots of sort of superstars and celebrities out there, sort of going either side of the fence. I mean, famously, David Beckham has gone out there and has been paid lots of money to promote a World Cup that, in fact. Many years ago, mm. he was actually opposing because he was on the bid for the for England to, to host that World Cup. But that aside, um, he's kind of sort of turned the other way. He, he is also one of the spokespeople for the LGBTQ, like sort of like, I, I, forgive me, I don't know the exact name um, of the association, but he is a spokesperson for them, and so they've just been looking at him. Is that like, is that David Beckham or Robbie Williams? Like you're coming out, yeah. No, I'm um, David Beckham. Yeah. He is, and he's he's a front person for like inclusive inclusivity in um, in football, and so that they're now just going. Well, you're now like promoting this country, what is which actively like does not promote that. So and uh, like obviously his silence over the last couple of weeks since the since the World Cup started has spoken volumes and you can't help but think that he's possibly I would say probably being gagged he's not allowed to say con- contractually anything against what he's doing but he's essentially sold his soul for 150 million pounds yeah which I mean you know Obviously, we're not in a position where we, we're ever going to be offered that kind of money to do what he's doing. But 
Um, the funny thing is, so I bring it back to Mr. Williams because I only bring it for, for obviously anyone listening to this won't know, but Dan is, I want to say like mega fan, but in my experience, Robert Williams tragic. <laughs> in all the times I've been at one of Dan's quizzes, Robbie Williams generally finds its way in there somehow, whether it's in the music round, whether it's in oh, yeah. some form of you'll, quiz. You'll find them inside yeah. you. And I think, you know, Dan wants wants that for everybody that um, he shares a quiz with. Oh, I am unashamedly so. So um, he, he's out there. Fair enough. Well, as long as through it all, they offer him protection. Hmm. <laughs> Um, so he Robbie's out there performing on the 8th of December he's obviously got a big gig and the funny thing is unlike Dave Beckham he has actually come out and defended it saying well it's very hypocritical to um, say that I wouldn't perform there because then you wouldn't basically perform in any country in the world every country's got its flaws and if you did it based on that you wouldn't be able to, wouldn't be able to go anywhere so what do you think about that Dan? I'm I'm, I'm incredibly conflicted um, I don't want to go full Joe and sit on the fence because I'd love to take the moral high ground and say that, hey, actually, like, this is really fucked up. And But also at the same time, I hadn't thought about it from the perspective of what you just mentioned, of, what just, of how you said that he came out and defended it because I, I, I hadn't seen that and how he was saying... That well, you know, if you're gonna not gonna not gonna tour one country, then you can't tour any country because every country has its flaws. That's also true, but also, I I just come back to the point that he didn't need the paycheck, unless he's you know, out of public eye, completely blitzed every dollar he's had, and but he doesn't seem to have. Like him, I'm pretty sure he's sober now, you know. So he's he'll be all right. Um, but you know, like, like, like if if someone offered any one of us 150 million dollars and was just like, "Cool, do this one job," then I could I could not necessarily agree with it, but understand it because I'm like, yeah, we're in a position where that will completely change all of our lives our families' lives, our future families' lives. Someone who's already got hundreds of millions of dollars in the bank account, um, I don't understand why you would take that gig. And it's really conflicting for me because I've been a fan of this, of this person, of Robbie Williams, of this artist, since I was about fuck, like 11 years old. So that's what, well over 20 years. And I'm now having to re-critique this person and look at this person in a completely different light and go, well, fuck, I'm, I'm going to have to reevaluate how I see you, how I look at you. And it's, and it's a real shame. It's a real shame because he had the opportunity to say yes or no. And he, and he chose money over morality when he didn't need money. I think he um, he should have said, take that to Qatar. <laughs> <laughs> there, Sorry, I had to lighten the mood a little bit. I had, oh, I had a, a George joke in there. Of, 
I apologise. I really went down a rabbit hole there, but no, that that was. Oh, I think that was on the verge of tears, Joe. And you've just been <laughs> oh. sitting on that absolute <laughs> nest egg of a pun for absolutely I've ages. I've been on the verge of tears about this for days ever since I heard about it. I was like, why, Robbie? Why? Yeah, why can you it's just a, it's say a take that? Yeah, I, I think, well, you, I think um, you know, I, I hate when people kind of sit and go, well, every other country has its problems. And, and I think that's a pretty mm. shit take because there yeah. are certainly different levels of severity to problems. And you, as a public figure, need to be very aware of the messages that you are giving mm. to, to your audience and, and who your audience are as well. So, I mean, what was uh, it, like 15,000 yeah, people like died building these stadiums? Like, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, mate, I was just about to make a really funny joke about, um, you know, I guess you'll be loving angels. It. But no, but but then you said something about people dying and, and it just didn't work. No, so just do it, Joe, because the, now you've, the... you, you're now responsible for lightening the mood. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, that's my last I, I guess, you know, I'm sorry. I, I guess, you know, if you are going to be, you know, not listening to Robbie Williams or boycotting him, I guess you'll just be loving angels instead. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think I enjoyed it better because of my tangent. I almost don't want to laugh at that to give him the satisfaction because I kind of know how hard you've worked on that almost, you know, to 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 crowbar those in, Joe. Yeah, I really wish Qatar would get with the new millennium. <laughs> No, nah, that one's a bit of a stretch. No, nah, no, nah, we can cut that one. Yeah, we won't include yeah, that. Yeah, that joke wasn't very strong. We aren't, we're not cutting any of this. No, nah, this is all staying in because <laughs> you, you won't just work very hard. <laughs> all right, at risk of um, anyone else sort of cringing to death listening to this, um, I reckon we should move into the to the trivia part of this quiz, uh, quiz trivia part of this podcast, right, right. which is Dan's forte. This is all you, Dan. Off you go. All right. Okay, so... As you boys will know, it has been a while since I've uh, had the fortuitous opportunity to sit in the Quizmaster's seat, but um, to be fair, I'm pretty actually bloody excited to get back into it. Um, oh, God, I had a terrible line here about Robbie Williams. I'm going to cut that out. Um, <laughs> get on my level. <laughs> Oh, so basically how this is going to unfold is I'm going to be running through a quiz round. It's going to be 10 questions. It's going to be a mixture of things. Um, from week to week, it's going to be a mixture of themes. And basically, I'm just going to be pitting Joe and Pre against one another for the sole reason of bragging rights until next week. So uh, this week's quiz round. Now, this is inspired. We're, we're casting this on November 30th. So this is inspired by the fact that tomorrow is officially the first day of summer after, I don't know what it's been like for you guys up in Wellington, but down here it's been an absolutely shithouse spring. So we're all well and truly ready for a classic Kiwi road trip. Uh, so this week I'm going to be quizzing you all on some fantastic New Zealand town slogans. Now there's only one thing that we love in small town New Zealand that better than shithouse monuments, and that's a good slogan. So, uh, lads, uh, let me know when you're ready. We'll kick it off. Wait, are you seriously targeting two um, expats, like Englishmen, who have moved to New Zealand and 
quizzing us on slogans for towns of New Zealand. Because this is going to be a very tough quiz. What the hell? (laughs) One thing thing I've learned is that uh, often tourists um, have travelled far more to New Zealand than, or have explored far more of New Zealand than actual Kiwis have. So I back you. Well, I I love your confidence, Dan, but this is, yeah, this is like, this is honestly like, this is like me asking you, name the name the slogan of Peterborough. Like, this is just going to not end well. This is going to be a zero out of 10 from probably, but definitely from me. I can't speak for you, Joe. You've lived here longer than I have. Yeah, and the viewers at home, don't worry, we're taking him off quiz duties for next week. Would you like me to change it up? No, 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 no. We're sticking we'll, with we'll, it. We'll do it. We're I've, definitely going to do I've your quiz. I've got some backups here. I've got no, some no, backups. No, no, no. We'll, we will do sure? it. Whatever you, whatever I've got your, 90s your cartoons thing, just round, sitting there. No, this is your, this is your round. Say that Pray, again. We'll just okay. make a commitment, though, because um, we'll, we'll, we'll commit to an answer, right? So even yeah, if yeah, we no, don't yeah. know the answer, we'll... We'll, we'll, we'll put an answer. Right, hundred percent. Every single us. every single question will get answered. I can't I can't guarantee that any will be right or any will even be funny to me at this point. But we'll give it a good good go, mate. So off you go, New Zealand town slogans. New Zealand town slogans. <laughs> even, even saying it, I'm like, oh my god, I don't even, I don't know well, a look, single slogan of any town. I don't even know the slogan I of Wellington. Been... I believe live here. Look. I was in a I was in a quiz round with two Englishmen. I had to do the one thing I could to fight against colonialism. So, <laughs> question one in New Zealand town slogans: Which Tararua town, not too long ago, updated their town slogan to "It's all good in the wood"? All right, hang on. Before we get into this, I should probably point out that I'm I'm just I think Joe and I should just write down the questions. Or so write down the answers, and then we'll sort yeah. of go through it at the end, just like a normal quiz, right? Rather than just, a sort of shouting out. Absolutely. Yeah, just so you know, I'm, right. I'm writing it down on my phone. You're writing down your phone, Matt. Do you not have pen and paper, Joe? No, I live in 2022. Yeah, but that also looks like you could be cheating and Googling. I mean, how do I not? You're just writing it into Google. Should I just do it the whole time like this, so you can see how many messages well, are? Well, I can. I think it's from what clear. I can see, you're holding up what looks like you're looks like you're texting someone. I am texting uh, I, I, because the OneNote app didn't work, and I panicked. <laughs> so I've got a draft <laughs> message. Actually, I'll do it. I'll do it in our our group chat. We've got a secret group chat. Do you know which Everyone OneNote really app didn't panic? Other. Was this pen and paper that I've got here that <laughs> it just just it's always reliable. You know, it's just there. Um, sorry, Dan, and all the kerfuffle. What was that? What was that question again? I'll, I'll actually write down an answer now. Um, which Tararua town recently updated their town slogan to "It's all good in the wood"? Oh, again, I've got like a pretty. I've got nineties cartoons just sitting there if you need. No, we're going to do no, it, no, Dan. No, no, no. Um, that I'm just going to win guess. with a score okay. of one. Okay. Do you actually know that, Joe? Do you think you know that? Maybe. I don't know if it's in the Tararua region, but I will. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can, can I even get like half a clue of where the hell Tararua even is? No. Because I. What really? It is. Um. It is just north of Wellington. So, the Tararua Ranges what? are what the Rimutakas 
like spill out from. Right. So above okay. above Wellington, you've got Wairarapa, and then within the Wairarapa, you've got like well, just north of that, you've got Tararua, which is that region. So which Tararua town recently updated their town slogan to "It's all good in the wood." Right, I think I've got answer. an answer for that. I've got a. I think I've got quite a smart guess for what is definitely going to be the wrong answer. Oh, right. damn, okay, you've got the same answer as me then. <laughs> Question two. Question two. In 2020, in an attempt to win back tourists, which New Zealand city came up with the slogan "A Pretty Good Plan D," which might be the most depressing slogan for a city of all time a pretty good plan now, d i i don't know this for sure but i'm i'm i think i can work it out based on you d. might have a chance <laughs> is it a city and is the place that, that we're thinking of city. a city <laughs> the key word in that sentence is city yeah. <laughs> and i think there's only about four or five cities in New Zealand. I had to make it up to you after that first question. Thank you. Okay, Um, okay, cool. Because I actually may have got that. Right on. But the the problem is, is I know that Joe's probably got that as well, so therefore we're we're definitely one all right now. (laughs) Even though Joe's still Googling it as we speak. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's crazy how similar the um the homepage for Google looks to OneNote. It's incredible. Yeah, I it's know. It's not OneNote. It's Messages app. Mm. It's right. our Facebook ask, who, group chat. Who are you texting? Like who? When you went in there, so I'm just gonna draw up a text. Like who is the contact that you're going to? Um, basically, my staff member called Aaron, who's at the very beginning of my phone. But okay, I have so changed it, it, and it's now, as you can see, our group chat. You can see oh, by the two I, images. You need to, as soon as this quiz is over, you just need to press send on your notes and your yeah, answers. I, I think you need to send that entire set of answers with no context to Aaron, please. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll do. We'll do. I'll, I'll copy it retrospectively. Even and though I think he responds while we're still recording so we can see what the hell he says when you just send him a list of <laughs> random towns in New Zealand. Right on. Should we kick into question two? Question two. Uh, Oh, sorry. Question three. Good catch. Question three. Now, this one's multi-choice. So which central Otago town and home of curling in New Zealand considers itself 2,000 feet above worry level? Is it A, Naseby, B, St. Bathans, C, Arrowtown, or D, Cromwell? which central Otago town and home of curling in New Zealand. And it is, there was also a famous ad in New Zealand um, where they, they were curling, I think it was for mainland cheese. And they can, and this happened in this town. They consider themselves, this is their slogan, 2,000 feet above worry level. Naseby, St. Bathans, Arrowtown or Cromwell. I, was, I spent a lot of my time in central Otago, and I've mm. only heard of Arrowtown and Cromwell. So, can you confirm that the other two places are correct? 
That was a really long way of saying that you spent a lot of time in basic bitch central Otago without actually really exploring (laughs) um, out into the out into the region. So Arrowtown and Cromwell, of course, yeah, massive tourist hubs. Didn't think to explore into any of the smaller towns. I see you. That's all right. So all four of those towns are in central Otago. Are the other two towns bigger than Clyde? Because I went to Clyde once, and that was just a depressing experience. It's got a great bridge, though. Oh, I was like, oh, damn. Wow, that was... I mean, I know what you've done there, Joe, but I'm not, I don't want to entertain that. It's a tough crowd. Never mind. Oh, I should have got that a lot sooner. I'm so sorry. Uh, I was <laughs> here for, was it, a good for the Robbie Williams stuff, of it. but... <laughs> That, that was awful. I mean, that, yeah. <laughs> we want people to listen to this, Joe. You can't keep going on with like with with stuff like that. But anyway. I'll just keep doing it for the kids. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, uh, based on the fact that you've now told me all four of those um, towns in Central Otago, I've actually changed my answer. So now I'm, re- I'm going to do that thing where I really kick myself in the answers where I my gut told me one thing and now I've changed my answer based on based on you, Dan. This is classic Dan quiz mastery. Just chucking in random shit <laughs> that will end up throwing people off. All four of those towns are in Central Otago. Yeah, well, we've learned something new today. Question four. Considering the two of you are currently living there, what is the current the current slogan for Wellington? Now, as you've said it, I think something's come to me. That makes me think I actually know that. I'm holding my phone out so you can kind of see that I'm not. Yeah, but I think I know it. I think I know it. You really are committed to not cheating now, Joe. Are you? Because I think you were caught out quite early on. <laughs> caught out. Stop it. Stop it, you. <laughs> um, there was something that came through the post yesterday. I think it was mm. actually from the council, and um, like they sent out a little booklet giving out all the events that can happen in the summer. And on the front of it is that slogan, I'm pretty sure. So I think I've got that. Joe, what's your... Do you think you've actually got that? Um, it, it's a phrase that I've heard, but it's quite specific to a certain sector. So I'm that's not sure if vague. that's the... the, 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 the well, I'm trying to not give you the answer, right? Um, so I, I'm... Um, <laughs> I'm not 100% sure if it's the town's slogan at the moment or the city's slogan or whether it's just something that people say. Fair enough. Okay. Let's go question five, Dan. Okay. Righto. Question five. Where in New Zealand has been known as Fountain City, despite having almost no fountains, it's also been known as where it's happening and unofficially the city of the future? Yep, okay, cool, I've got the answer. Oh my god. Right, well, what? (laughs) Where in New Zealand has been known as Fountain City, despite having almost no fountains, it's also been known as where it's happening and unofficially the city of the future. Again, I'm going to have to work that out based on the limited amount of cities there are in New Zealand. (laughs) Um, There is actually a lot more than four or five cities in New Zealand, I'll have you know, my friend. I suppose Lower Hutt City, Upper Hutt City are cities. 
Yeah, uh, let's be honest. Those those are towns claiming to be cities. Um, yeah. Classic it, Englishman telling us how to live. You're insulting a wider population than I've ever insulted. <laughs> I don't mean to be all snobby about it, but I think I think you've got to be absolutely quite large to be a city. You can't just be a suburb of another city and call yourself a city. Let's be real. Only Auckland is a city. Wellington's a town. A no, big town. I, I actually, I'll, you know, I'll give Wellington a thousand people that live there, right? Yeah, Dan, I don't know if that's right. going to win your argument. Um, I was going to say more that it's got a lot more going for it than your average town. So it could definitely compete with a Fair. city. Um, I wasn't going to go for the population because that kind of just makes it sound like a town. Um, but that's the very definition of a city, is the population. Is it? Well, bearing in so. mind, most yeah, cities are like over a million people, if not more. No, fact, I know, like, I know there is like a, a, a definitive thing about like what defines a city is the population. Granted, in New Zealand, the bar was... may be a wee bit lower. If you grew up in a town <laughs> of 300,000 people, that's not a town. I grew up in a town, there were 4,000 people. That's a village. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. To be fair, that is more like a village, to be fair, Dan. Um, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I grew up in London, mate. So, you know, I'm, I'm, my, my whole thing of uh, what is a city is quite skewed. But in the, in England, they used to say a city was anything that had a cathedral. Or was it an abbey? I think it was an abbey. I can't remember. Um, but it was based on the type of church that was in the, inside the city so centre. makes far less sense. Far less sense. Uh, I would well, agree with Dan I mean, there as well. We're going to disregard the population. Okay, you've got seven people in this place but you've got a cathedral. Yeah, but to, if you had a cathedral, Dan, like it, it was so big that the church-going lot on a Sunday would be big enough to fill it. Like You're talking about like a 1,000 people turning up at a church on a Sunday, right? So, if, you know, you've got capacity there. It's a bit like saying, it, what, what's the capacity of a stadium in a city? You know, like if, it, if it's got a stadium that can hold 30,000, then I'd say over here that's probably a city because it's got enough people that can fill that stadium. Which Wellington has. No, and I, I I agree. I think it's a city. That it was some. I can't remember who it was. Either you or Joe that said it was a town, <laughs> not me. I'm happy to call it a city. <laughs> but interesting, Lower Hutt does not have a thirty thousand seat city stadium. In it. <laughs> it very much has the opposite. So it's in my mind, it's a it's a suburb. Which segues nicely into question six. <laughs> Okay. Which North? This is multi-choice. This one's multi-choice. Which North Island town has had the honour of regularly being considered amongst New Zealand's worst town slogans? With "Take a liking to a Viking." Is it A. Wairoa, B. Huntley, C. Tipoke, or D. Danny Virk? What's the um? Which Ooh. North Island town has had the honour of regularly being considered amongst New Zealand's worst town slogans with take a liking to a Viking? Is it A, Wairoa, B, Huntley, C, Tipuke, or D, Danny Virk? I actually think I know that. Oh, um, I, That was a pure guess for me. So I'm going to be right and Pree's going to be wrong. Calling it. <laughs> <laughs> So bold. I I think I've actually been through this town, and there was a lot you of Viking have. stuff in there. 
Yeah, mm. and I, I'm pretty sure I drove through it and was extremely confused by it, um, yeah, it which is why it sticks out. In, in the town's history, there's literally no Viking connection. They've just they've just adopted it. Yeah, it's a bit like a town just saying we're related to Halloween almost. It's really just nothing to do with it, but they've gone full send on the thing, mm. and it it's it's obvious that's for sure. I mean, hey, look, it's interesting, and I suppose you know if you're a small town, you've got to find a way to like stick out the crowd. Um, but yeah, it is odd. Um, but I think I know this one, um, unless I've just wildly misremembered this the name of this town. But yes, right on. Question seven. Now, I have a hint here, if you need, which it may be, considering you're both uh, Englishmen and uh, immigrants to this Go country. In so, first. Question seven. Which South Wired Up a Town has the slogan, if you lived here, you'd be home by now? That is their town slogan. I mean, that, that slogan makes absolutely no sense at all. Yep, welcome to New Zealand, mate. None of them make sense. <laughs> um, mate, if you listen, so um, you this, would be home by now. Th- this town is the first major town when you're heading north and you come off the Rimutakas. Uh, first major town. Okay. As- like well, I've I think got a, first well, town. Guess I, I, I think I know my geography well enough to know that. Well, I'm assuming everyone here has travelled up to the Wairarapa. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I guess I'm, I'm confused now because I've got a place in mind, but now I'm not sure if you consider it a town or a city. It's the first That's town. A joke. You can laugh. Pause for laugh. Is it a fake city, that Joe? Is that what you're saying? Well, no, it was more a joke about his threshold for what it requ- is required to be a city. But never mind. Oh, okay, right. we'll move on. Question number eight here. <laughs> no, <laughs> let's keep talking about jokes. Yeah, jokes. Yeah. <laughs> let's dive into your joke a bit uh, deeper, Joe. <laughs> Question eight. Question eight is multi-choice. It's so nice they named it twice. Is the slogan for which New Zealand town? A, Kati Kati. Oh. B, Kitty Kitty. C, Mata Mata, or D, Nai Nai. It's so nice they named it twice as the slogan for which New Zealand town? A, Kati Kati, B, Kitty Kitty, C, Mata Mata, or D, Nai Nai. J- I can only think of JJ Okocha or Eric Jemba <laughs> footballers in this. So I've made a educated, well not an educated, a, a very ill-educated guess here. See, I actually, again, I think I might know this one. And again, I think I've been there, but then I, you know, when you just don't know something enough that you just sort of, yeah. your gut's going, yeah, 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 that, that should be it. Yeah. I feel close, but not close enough. And I don't feel certain um, in any of these, to be fair, um, which I <laughs> obviously I forecasted, but Yeah. I, if I've got this right, I will wildly celebrate because I think that means I I know where you are, Joe, even though if I know you're Googling everything. Um, I think, uh, <laughs> oh, stop it. Or, or, or you're texting your mate Aaron. <laughs> it's just answering <laughs> for you. <laughs> um, yeah. I've got my but answer, I... Dan. So let's go for okay. nine. Are we ready for question nine? 
Yeah. Question nine. Just out of Queenstown, where would you find the gateway to paradise? The gateway to paradise. Just outside of Queenstown. <clears throat> I know I know areas that are just outside of Queenstown. Nah, mine's mine. The, mine's um, the drive to this place is considered one of the best drives in the world. Well, maybe it's not the place I'm thinking of because it's kind of just like a fairly normal drive. Well, the thing is, outside of Queenstown, like you've got the whole like Remarkables bit and stuff. Like it's all pretty cool. Mm. But oh, no, this, this, this drive to this to this town is regularly voted as one of the greatest drives in the world. I went, I went there recently, and I did go somewhere which is very like Instagrammable. I wonder if it's that place. Where there are a lot of people lining up for a photo. Yeah. Yeah. Now, why can't I remember the name of it? Now? For a photo. <laughs> There's question nine. Is it a really kind of weird thing? No, it is It is a well-known place. Oh, see, I, I've just deleted one answer and put another answer in there. There but, is a... Oh. Just <laughs> out of this town, there is a little... It's, there is a... One of the great walks of New Zealand starts and ends, and there is a literal town there, well, not town, an area there called Paradise. Hence why this town is the gateway to Paradise. Yeah, I feel like you're giving us a lot of clues here, Dan, um, compared to... Well, you've been crying your whole way through this quiz, so I thought I had to be kind. (laughs) No, I've actually got stronger with it. Somehow, Joe, despite being a massive fan of the South Island... Doesn't know any of it. Yeah. Well, in, in my defence, <laughs> I spend a lot of time travelling between Wanaka and Queenstown, like asleep in the car while Kelsey drives the poor thing. So it's probably I've probably missed a lot of really good opportunity. Yeah, it's just poor touristing from you, I'm afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Be better, man. Yeah. Right. Yeah, question ten. This is multi-choice to finish, and it is hands down my favourite question because it's just wildly immature. In 1995, the Hutt Valley Council announced that their region's new slogan would be what? Is it A, try it, you'll love it up the hut. B, (laughs) B, you'll be surprised what you can get up the hut. C, right up my hut valley. Or D, you know you want it up the hut. Oh, None of those wow. can be is true. Is this a Dan? real thing? In I, I guarantee you one of these is true. In 1995, I work in the Hutt Valley, Valley and no one's ever mentioned this to me. Announced that their region's new there. slogan would be what? Try it, you'll love it up the hut. B, you'll be surprised what you can get up the hut. C, right up my hut valley. Or D, you know you want it up the hut. All right, I've put all oh my, my answers in. I'm going to submit it to the group chat. So, Pre, don't look at the group chat as it comes through. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not. But, 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 Joe, do you actually know the answer to that last one? Do you actually know it? See, I first came to New Zealand as a tourist um, age 12 in 2002. So, I, I'm assuming it had been and gone by then. 
but mine was more of like like one of the answers just kind of sounded somewhere in the back of my mind like it could be the thing okay right on I mean for me I'm just going to have to have a wild guess at that because they're all as ridiculous as each other and as, and I'm actually amazed that if one <laughs> of those is true those answers. I'm sure you did That's but good. like it's whoever good. I mean a, a fully grown adult decided I say an oh, adult yeah. a, a set of adults because it would have been a council level decision I'd yeah, imagine multiple yeah, would Our have tax gone. paid for this. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's full. Of, full but many sets of fully grown, well-paid adults would have decided <laughs> that one of those four options, as or, as ridiculous as they are, was actually something to call in their eyes well, a city. Well, all I'm saying is that whoever suggested it knew what the fuck they were doing. Uh, yeah, well, you know, there's no such thing is bad PR I suppose is there I, I've got an answer I've got a guess and I've put it down here so I have now got all my answers as well right before Dan does the answers how confident are you Joe like what what is your estimate that you're going to score on this five five probably four damn yeah um I think I'm gonna get <laughs> three I think I've got three oh. <laughs> What happened to you two questions ago where you're like, oh, no, I'm ahead of Joe. No, mate, I've actually got more confidence. <laughs> but he thought I had two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought I'd beaten him by, like, one here. And, like, yeah, okay, well, Joe's Look, played, like, some sort of massive poker bluff on me. Right, uh, would you like me to kick off through the answers? Yeah. Yeah, go on, okay. then. This is, uh, so, yeah, go on. Okay, so her answers here for, uh, for our quiz night this evening... Now, as I mentioned earlier, it was New Zealand Town slogans. It was a it was a brave move um, going with two Englishmen, but here we all are. So, question number one was: Which Tararua town recently updated their town slogan to "It's all good in the wood"? It was Woodville. Yes, get it. Ah. That's one nil, Joe. So obviously, Joe's got that right, but like I. I went down the whole route of it's going to have to do something with wood, right? Mm. But I didn't think it would be that like route. Eh? I thought it, I I just went for Forest Town, even if I don't even know if that's a real town. But <laughs> I thought, <laughs> Forest Town. I thought, <laughs> if it is a real town, oh, Forest Town. That's that right off be... Treeville. <laughs> I thought that would be like a proper classy kind of you know smooth slogan for forest <laughs> but i feel a lot more confident about this quiz now yeah Good Lord. You, you're right to be you are right to be you have created this fantastic image of yourself pre of the smart educated man but apparently there's forest town we've got a posh north london accent versus a cockney boy no i mean under no pretense should anyone think that I'm actually intelligent. It is all a bluff, um, apart from when I say Forest Town. <laughs> Question two. In 2020, uh, this may have been a slightly easier question. In 2020, in an attempt to win back tourists, which New Zealand came up with the slogan, a pretty good plan D? It was, of course, where I currently am residing, Dunedin. Yeah. Yeah. That's their self-esteem of the place. 
Is that still the current slogan? No, it it didn't last long because even like basically a whole bunch of the residents just went, "Come on, man! Like even we can do better than this." Yeah, that is a harsh slogan. That's like someone really going like, you know, I hate this place. I'm going to advertise it almost. <laughs> oh yeah, it's not nice. Oh yeah, she's like, I want to make yeah. it so no one comes here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Question three. Uh, which central Otago town, and apparently I threw you all off because all of the towns I suggested were in the central Otago. This is the home of curling in New Zealand, and it considers itself 2,000 feet above worry level. Was it A, Naseby, B, St. Bathans, C, Arrowtown, or D, Cromwell? It is A, Naseby. Oh, damn it. No. I picked St. Bathans because I just like the name. Oh, I was in St. Bathans last weekend. It's one of my favorite places in the country. It's fantastic. It's beautiful. But it is not 2,000 feet above worry level, which is Naseby. Question four. What is the current slogan for Wellington? It is absolutely positively Wellington. Oh, yes. of course it is. No. How did you not get that? Oh, no. But now I feel so silly. I, I, I did um, Let's Get Wellington Moving. Oh, no, no, that's not the slogan, mate. That is very much that, a transport. There was a movement they were trying to do, and then the council put out um, basically a, th- a thing on social media a few months ago saying, like, hey, we haven't really noticed a pickup in this. Should we just cancel it? Let us know your feedback. And everyone was like, we've invested so much money into this. You've taken so much of our ratepayers' money. Basically, yeah. the Wellington Council was top notch. No, absolutely positively Wellington. Of course it yeah, is. I, absolutely I, yeah, positively no, Wellington. Well, yes. Unfortunately, I've got that. Dan, you didn't come by my house and pa- post a leaflet through like you did to <laughs> Pre. So um, I feel like there's some bias here. <laughs> so uh, after four questions, um, how are we sitting? Well, I've got two. Uh, I think it's two-two. Ooh. Is it two and two? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Oh, right. That means I'm okay, two thirds okay. of the way out to my forecast of what I've got right. <laughs> okay. Question five: Where in New Zealand has been known as Fountain City, despite having almost no fountains? It's also been known as where it's happening, and unofficially the city of the future. That was question five. The answer is Hamilton. Yes. Oh my yes. word! Yes, I've got that. Oh, <laughs> oh. pre takes it three two. Yeah, that second bit of the question where you said uh, where it's happening, um, I just in my head thought Hamilton, where it's happening, and it's it's got a ring to it. And I just you've never been to Hamilton, have you? (laughs) No, I have. Alice's sister lives there. I've been there a couple of times, but um, but I didn't know it had that slogan, and I didn't and I didn't even realise it had no fountains. It's got a botanical garden, so I would have thought it had a fountain. But anyway, there you go. All right, so question six. Now, this is multi-choice. So which North Island town has had the honour of regularly being considered amongst New Zealand's worst town slogans with take a liking to a Viking? Is it A, Wairoa, B, Huntley, C, Tipuke, or D, Danny Virk? Now, I know Pre had an inkling for this question, so it'll be interesting to see what he thinks on this one, but it is D, Danny Virk. Yes. Get in. Okay, so you got it as well. So, yeah, 
I did, and I have driven through it, and it is bizarre to drive through it. So you yeah, both, both got, got it. it. So we're both on four each. Oh, righto. Okay. So have you actually each. been there, though? Um, we would have driven through it at some point. I've not seen the sign, but I would have been asleep in the car while Kelsey was driving. <laughs> <laughs> did you completely guess that? Yeah, completely guess. Very nice. Um, Danny Burke, famous for having an extraordinary number of AOS callouts. So good on you. Question wow. seven. Now, which South Whited Upper Town has the slogan, if you lived here, you'd be home by now? It is, of course, right off the Rimitakas, it is Featherston. Ah, shit. Oh. I put Martin, brother. I wrote Carterton. Oh, so you're still three, three all. Two. Yeah, Joe. What did you We're put? Four, 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 four each. Um, I put Martinborough. Well, four, four, and four. Sorry, it's a pretty, pretty shitty response by me. To be fair, I was thinking Martinborough, but then it was when Joe, when Dan said like right off the Rumatakas, I was like, well, it's not straight away there. Like you have to drive a bit more, and there are some towns before it. But yeah. They have a phenomenal cheese shop in Featherston called Say Cheese. They have a chocolate shop called Shock Chocolate. (laughs) They do. do. Just a reminder, we do accept sponsorships. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Now, question eight. This was multi-choice. It's so nice they named it twice. This is the slogan for which New Zealand town? Is it A, Kati Kati, B, Kitty Kitty, C, Matamata, or D, Nai Nai? I can tell you right now, it certainly wasn't D nine nine. It is B Kitty Kitty. It was. No. Get in. Yes. Oh, pretty. You said three. Wait, you, you <laughs> said I've, done, I've done astoundingly well in this quiz. We are geniuses. We so know New Zealand you, so well. Are, are we currently sitting at five all? What's the score? Um, yeah, I have five. five. Yeah, five. This is this could be this could be a bit of a thriller. So we've got two questions to go. It's five all. Five all out of eight questions. Yeah, we've got two left. I'm not confident of this next one though. Hang on, Joe. Before before you do it, Dan, these last two questions show how many did, of these two did you guess? Both. And one of them I'm really not confident on. So the next one I'm not confident with at all. Question nine. Just out of Queenstown, where would you find the gateway to paradise? You would find it in Glenorchy. Oh. Uh, right, right. This is actually super annoying for two two different reasons. One, I thought I'd got it with Wanaka. Oh, what? <laughs> no, I would have got Wanaka, surely. Is... Yeah, well, that's why I thought I had one over on you because I thought you just glitched there. But, right, yeah, okay. So there, there's me, like, completely fucking that up. But the stupid thing is, is that, you know, earlier when I said, like, I've been somewhere where it's really Instagrammy mm. and there's lo- and you said there's loads of people queuing to take up photos. Well, that was Glenorchy like, and I just could not remember the name. Every day when I was house-sitting in, in Wanaka, I would go for a walk yeah. around the lake and every day I would just... I would piss myself laughing at the amount of people that are taking photos at the Wanaka tree. Cause like it's a pretty shit fucking tree, but just like the amount of people that would be queuing and doing all of the Instagram stuff to like try and take the best possible photo. But yeah, Glen Orkey, mate, gateway yeah. to paradise. Um, I have to confess something guys. 
my answer, I was thrown when you said there's a queue of people queuing up to take photos. So I changed my answer to, uh, not from Glenorchy, to be fair, we got it wrong either way, to the <laughs> bra fence. That's not even an Otago. Oh. That's Canterbury. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, it's not. Wait, where am I thinking of? I don't, know, I don't know what bra fence you've been visiting. I don't know how many New Zealand has, but it's it's in the drive from Wanaka to... Oh, you're to, right. To it's in Kadrona. My apologies, sir. Hang on. What, but wasn't the question... Yeah. Wasn't the question what town? No. Was it? Because <laughs> my first answer yeah, the was the was Crown Ranges. <laughs> so I was just totally, totally wrong. <laughs> And then I was like, "Gateway to Paradise." Yeah, the bra fence. You know, it could be like a euphemism. Like no, because it literally <laughs> no. leads into a region called Paradise, where um, <laughs> one of the great walks of New Zealand starts and ends. Right. Question ten. One of you has guessed, and one of you has an inkling that they may have it. So, we, are we? We're four all. Is that correct? Five all. Mate, you're not a very Five good all. quiz master, are you? You can't keep count. Well, I don't have my spreadsheet with me. Question 10. We're currently five all. In 1995, this was multi-choice, in 1995, the Hutt Valley Council announced that their region's new slogan would be what? Is it A, try it, you'll love it up the hut. B, you'll be surprised what you can get up the hut. C, Right up my hut valley. Or D, you know you want it up the hut. The answer for question 10, we're five all apiece to decide the quiz tonight and bragging rights for next week. The answer is C, right up my hut valley. Damn it, I put A. I put A as well. <laughs> Yeah, I put A as well. Yeah. You're a tiebreaker. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, it's, I mean, we do probably need a tiebreaker, but can I, okay. before we do, can I just say, I found, like, what was it, a question where it was, like, known to be, is it Danny Bird that had, like, we all thought was the worst slogan for the liking for a Viking? Yeah, hmm, yeah well, that Viking. isn't as bad as what the Hutt City Council came up. That is mad. <laughs> There's multiple adults sitting in a room and agreeing on the fact that our town or our town or city slogan should be right up my hut valley. So, five all, is that a fair result? I think um, we had quite a few guesses in there, so I, I wouldn't say getting five out of ten is even fair for either of us, but I'm happy that we were equally as smart or dumb <laughs> shit um, as, each, as each other so um, I think it worked out and yeah I'm happy with a draw um, and obviously next time I'm just going to have to make sure that you know I, I don't give you that much leeway I bring my no, to, to be fair I'm actually I'm actually quite impressed that I said I was going to only get 3 out of 10 and I managed to get 5 and I think that's actually quite impressive bearing in mind when you said that Dan I just sank into my chair going oh no I know nothing about New Zealand town slogan. It turns out I know a little bit, a little bit, enough. And I've learned a lot more, especially about the Hutt City Council. In their wild, <laughs> inappropriate chamber sessions. 
Yeah, I mean, what else must be going on in their meetings? Honestly, like, I kind of want to run for council there. Like, it sounds like a good time. I mean, but after all, this is called barely a quiz, so it was very much in theme for us tonight, I think. You're not wrong there, mate. I think so. All right. We've probably been going on for long enough, so uh, we'll wrap this up for today. Um, I'm hoping for you listening along that... um, Hopefully we've been able to give you some decent beer suggestions this evening. Um, obviously we've been um, pumping the tyres of McLeods and Duncans tonight. Um, I'm probably going to continue to do that if I'm completely honest. But um, also I uh, hope that you you out there, you possibly enjoyed the quiz tonight more than <laughs> more than Pre and Joe at, at the very least. And um, and honestly, if you if you're listening in from New Zealand tonight, then you'll likely have beaten them both at it tonight, this <laughs> evening. So, because yeah. let's be honest, it was it was not hard. They, um, I think, despite the fact that Joe claimed he had spent many many months uh, exploring Central Otago, as we've learned this evening, he's a bit of a basic bitch and uh, just goes to the touristy spots despite not knowing Glen Orkey. So here we all are. <laughs> I just spend most of my time at the bra fence. <laughs> the gateway to paradise. <laughs> and that, everyone, will be Joe's incriminating statement. Now, hopefully we'll be doing this again next week. So um, with um, with three new beers from all of us. And, uh, and the quiz will be all about... I'm going to go with, you know what? After going with something uh, entirely New Zealand based, next week is going to be Countries of the World. Ooh. Game on. Right. I like this. Hopefully my colleagues here this evening will have a better showing here than they did than they did tonight, but you never know. Thanks for listening, everyone. It's been an absolute pleasure to be here tonight. We've had a ball. I know we all have. We're probably going to have some sore heads tomorrow, but it's worth it to be here tonight doing this kind of thing with you so on behalf of us all on behalf of myself pre and joe kaki have a lovely evening and we will catch you next time